0: and Moose Podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. In three, two, one. Blast off.
1: (laughs) Hey Kat. Hey Moose. Hi. Sorry, I was still blasting off.
0: You were whacking off? (laughs) Wow. No no oh my god (laughs) (laughs) this fucking internet is delayed (laughs) I heard you say I'm
1: sorry I was whacking off no no I was blasting off you said three
0: two one and I went oh I gotta teach you what the the what are the gen what's less than a millennial now gen y gen z okay gen z So I work with these 20 year olds, um, with one of my clients and I love them and adore them. And uh, God, it feels like yesterday that I was like that age, but they taught me a new phrase. You know, they, they were the first to teach me like that. You have tea on somebody or spill the tea, which means
2: what cat. I have never heard that before. Sarah. It means you have the four one one, like the information on somebody or on something.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like when you have the dirt on something. Like I got some tea to spill. Okay. Yeah. So they were the ones who taught me that, and now the phrase is, <laughs> um, "So, Kat, say that you've had like a badass day, and you're kicking ass, and you're taking names, and you're feeling great about yourself. They say that you're popping off. No, no. <laughs> Nope. Oh, wow. Yep.
1: Not going to, that's something that's not going to come out of my mouth. Gen Z's.
2: Didn't you say that it was called a baddie? Oh, a baddie is like a badass. Yeah. B-A-D-D-I-E. A baddie. That's where I thought you were going. No, that's. you. Yeah. I'm going to give you this one, Kat. When you're having a day like that, you're a baddie. Yeah. I'm a
1: baddie. I, can, I think yeah. I can. I mean, I, I don't feel like super amazing in my body when I say that. It doesn't feel, um. <laughs> Like, like, I like the sound of I'm a badass a lot better than I'm a baddie. Like, I feel like trying to say I'm a
2: baddie is like going, don't I look like a surfer? And I'm not a surfer, you know? Well, that's because that's what the kids are saying. And we're not the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't fit.
0: Well, that's the thing is like, on my team is three 40 year olds, 40 somethings. And when these children cheered each other on by saying we're popping off we were like that is not a phrase you want to say and they let us know that we're crazy and it's a good thing now so you know keep popping off guys
1: Hmm.
0: well that
1: sounds amazing and I would like to say a very hearty congratulations moose to you and your team of over 40 year olds because you guys were part of one of our mutual clients achieving a number one radio single this week congratulations
0: (laughs) oh thank you i appreciate that i have a couple of plaques i need to put on the wall i'm gonna make you another one and
1: if i see it stacked in that hallway i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna come in there like a baddie and i'm gonna pop off <laughs> oh. oh that was some good use of popping off cat thank you i'm an excellent active listener
0: oh man so last week we talked about um you mentioned your mom said life is hard. And I reiterated that with my therapist this week. And, you know, I just, I looked her dead in the eye and she's not much older than me. And she simply just nodded when I said, oh my gosh, adulting is so hard. Mm-hmm. And it keeps getting hard in different ways, you know, because oh, like, man, yes. In your thirties, it's just like, okay, I got to earn enough money to like, you know, Keep my house. Mm -hmm. And then in your 40s, it changes a little where, you know, oh my God, it's just, it feels like maybe like the bills are a little more under control, but everything else, like the knowing yourself and the, you know, going deep and, you know, chasing all of your demons and all the things that we have to do in order to become better people in this world mm-hmm. that's what happens in your 40s you were just answering an email or a text i saw it happen god bless it I, I was it was it was extremely urgent so i'm
1: sorry that i had to i'm dealing with a little bit of drama on this end sorry i can't feel my face when i'm with you
0: and i love it and i love it <laughs> I forgot that your face is broken.
2: Huh? Oh, yeah. I forgot that you are, you have dry socket. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Hey, look at, you have glasses on and you haven't covered one of your eyes. I I haven't. And I'm still seeing a rock solid two of you, Sarah,
1: which is quite lovely. It's quite lovely. Um,
2: What if I do this?
1: (laughs) Then there's like six of you all waving your eight hands like the (laughs) goddess Durga. (laughs) That's Um, fun yeah I I am speaking of being in our 40s I am just a wealth of um health trauma a wealth of, wealth of trauma. health trauma <laughs> so yeah my my face hurts um I'm still not seeing quite properly just yet and um, I also just took a couple of tums because I started taking Ozempic <laughs> again and I just want to barf all the time. Oh, so man. it's, it's a fantastic season for me.
2: Oh my God. Oh, you mean Ozempic? Really? <laughs> You're back on it, eh? I am. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Good for you. That was, what, that was a goal, wasn't it?
1: Well, it was. Yes, it was. And I'm I'm remembering now how it makes me feel like I don't want to ingest anything. Like, I don't want to eat anything. I don't want to drink anything. Um, and which I guess is good. That helps one, you know have more consistent blood sugars and lose weight. um,
0: Well, that's what makes them boast about weight loss then. No one
2: wants to eat a damn thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, you don't want to eat. Well, and that's the thing is all the... I'm like trying to get it on the black market because you can't (laughs) even get a hold of it. And then there's like a whole thing with Ozempic face. Those who have lost weight, apparently like their face, they've lost it so fast their face (laughs) sags or something. Right, right. What? Ozempic face?
1: Well, the thing... it, well, yeah it's it's uh-huh. called ozempic face are and basically, you kidding me i'm not kidding you and like it's a real thing people are saying that like if if you're an ozempic baddie and you're just like rocking the <laughs> ozempic thing and you're losing weight that all of a sudden you get these things called ozempic wrinkles and i'm like just newsflash everybody if you're 60 or 70 pounds overweight like yours truly here and you start rapidly losing weight like uh-huh. you're going the elasticity in your face is not going to be able to keep up with your yeah. weight loss. And right. so you're going to develop wrinkles. Mm-hmm. So if you want to blame that on Ozempic, you can. Or you <laughs> can just go, hey, my face has been stretched out for the past seven years yeah. and it's having a hard time
0: <laughs> retaining its elasticity. Yeah. And
1: I think I can blame that on myself, That's not on right. the medicine.
2: I've earned these damn wrinkles.
0: Damn it. <laughs> well, I, I totally agree. I think that uh, people tell me all the time, I still look so young. And I'm like, Well, yeah, because I've filled out all I have my own version of uh, Botox that (laughs) happens, you know, like, I don't really have a whole lot going on unless I'm really smiling. But, you know, I got a little chub in the face. And that's why. What, What do
1: you mean by that? You don't have a whole lot going on unless you're smiling. I mean, as far as wrinkles go.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I have a little chub up in here filling them in.
1: <laughs> yep. This is called do-it-yourself Botox. And that's what you do when you're in your 40s. Also, the Zoom filter helps.
0: Although I got to tell you guys, <laughs> I haven't shared this and it's enough time away. I don't think this person listens to the podcast. But <laughs> I was I was on a Zoom and got on and I only had that like make me look pretty thing on zoom up just like 10%. I didn't even have it. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, it's a whole thing. It's oh a whole thing. If God. you go okay, everyone go to your Zoom preferences. And then click on video and then you could go to touch up my appearance. Oh, hell. And you can just kind of slide it in and out Ooh, like this. Look and look at you, cat. Ooh. <laughs> it just basically f- fuck It makes you a little fuzzier, I guess, is what it does. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I get on this Zoom. I've only got it at 10%. And the person on the other end goes, wow, that's
2: a filter. (gasps) i know oh that's so rude what did you do and say and i
0: was like i looked good so i didn't need the filter it was from the previous day and so i'm like oh hell i'll show you what i look like and i took it off and she didn't mention it again and i was like not cool we all need the touch up your appearance filter some days wow yeah wow is right yeah
1: yeah. This like rubs my, um, hair on my tushy together. Uh-oh. Yeah, maybe gosh. <laughs> it rubs the hair on my arms backwards, which really, really bothers Ooh. me. Like, I, I just like, this is how I look like, I like,
0: I don't know. I'm just this good looking so shut up Is what I should have said
1: Right right yeah that's that's exactly what, And we're full of shouldas here At the cat and moose podcast we want to
0: We're a shoulda podcast okay wait Back to all of your ailments As an old lady <laughs> um, I told Sarah the other Day that part of your 40s Is simply sh- actually I think from here on out so 40 To whenever you Decide to pass on from Here on out <laughs> It is all about talking about your boo-boos. Oh yeah. 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 I mean it just is. It's like, how are you doing? Well, I had (laughs) some dental work done Uh and you know, I still got a little dry socket over here, and I got a (laughs) cotton ball in it. And well, you won't believe you hear so and so's hip went out. Mm -hmm. Like that is what we have now. Like Sarah tells me about three times a day about her (laughs) boo-boos. At
1: least once. Um, We've pointed out before that Sarah has a propensity, regardless of her age, to want to talk about her boo-boos. So that's that's also a thing.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. It's nice to feel supported, even if you have to beg for it.
0: Yeah. I think it's that little kid inside of you that didn't get your boo-boos bandaged up by anyone. Oh. Yeah, that's sad.
2: I don't do it to everyone, so you guys should feel very privileged. I feel privileged. Okay, great. I feel really privileged.
1: I'm I am learning that um, there are certain people in my life who. Um, that share things with me that maybe they don't share with the rest of the world. And I think that in some ways, like, I haven't known that, like I haven't known like, Oh, this is, isn't something you just tell everybody. And if I have known that, like I've had to have it pointed out to me, like, Hey, I want you to know I feel safe with you and I'm telling you this. And I'm like, Oh wow. um, And, and that's something that like, I, I think that I've really um unintentionally taken for granted. Do you guys feel mm. safe with me? Of
0: course, we feel safe with you. oh good. Is there something you want to share with us and your safe listeners? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, other than just
1: my ailments, going back to what you were talking yeah. about i I just <laughs> i I've had some pretty um in 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 I, one of my therapy people in the past told me um if you minimize your trauma and compare it to someone else's trauma, that doesn't make that other person feel any better. Yeah, Hmm. exactly. You know, like if I say there are starving children in the world and so I don't have it nearly as bad as they do because I had an eye surgery that's messed up my vision and I had a, a dental appointment that's messed up my mouth. You know, that doesn't make the the person in the third world country feel any better. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's kind of like, what is the the purpose in doing that? So I'm saying that with the caveat of like life could be a lot harder and I'm I'm glad it's not. Yes. Um and um I've been I've been struggle busing for a few weeks now. And I'm I'm, (laughs) um I'm yeah, it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And yesterday I laid out back, um, I had a few minutes kind of in between phone calls, and I just sat in one of my chairs out back and I laid in the sun and I closed my eyes and I just checked in with each of my internal family systems characters and I said what's going on like how are you doing and everybody was in kind of rare form like everybody Mm. was like you know, we're having a hard time, Kat. Like we're, we're having a really hard time. And so what that looked like, because I know that's what you're going to ask next, because is what did that mm-hmm. look like? And I just want to say Tex mm-hmm. is in his dungeon, his windowless dungeon, and he is building a bomb.
0: Oh, Tex. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I understand how he feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does he need from you?
1: Um he 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 needs to like go on a nature walk and he needs to like be held, he needs his diaper change, he needs his hair washed. He needs for you to go 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 boo boo. Oh, what oh, for you. Mm. Cuz he's just a little baby. Yeah, he's only 3, you know. So he yeah. he really um and he's, I mean, he's, he's like deep pissed. He's like, this is what I go to therapy for in 35 years for pissed. Like, yeah, he's, he's having a hard time. So mm. w- what's he mad about? Has he told you that? Uh, uh no, no. Mm. I mean, I kind of know because like, it's just, like I said, it's been a struggle bus the past few weeks. And so everybody's, everybody's a little kind of. Because of the health stuff? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I understand and I'm sorry it's been so hard. I know especially with your vision. It's really frustrating that hasn't been corrected yet.
1: Yeah, it's it's on its way there, man. It's one of those things where like you don't know what you don't know. And you know, my eye doctor has been really straight up with me this whole process and he's like he's like this is going to change your vision and then it's going to take you 4 to 6 weeks to heal and only then are we going to be able to really address like correcting your vision after the surgery so it's not like I'm unaware that this season may or may not have have been a challenge. You know, it's like, I know that. Um, and there's one thing about like knowing it like up here in your noggin. Mm -hmm. And there's another thing about knowing it in this moment, every second of every day of my waking life, it's like, God, this is hard, man. And when people look at me, like Sarah, you said, Oh, look, you've got glasses on, like you don't Mm -hmm. have a patch on. And it's like, people look at me and and other than, you know, just going like, wow, she might be a little bit overweight. Like, you know, it's like, other than that, there's nothing wrong with me. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with me. And yeah. so, um, so it, it, but what I see out <laughs> is, is definitely a challenge. Yeah. So I've only been driving to necessary things and necessary things to me. I'm sure you can fill in the blank here
0: is church you know, and, um, Bible <laughs> study and things like that. Yeah. We know ladies group. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and eye doctor (laughs) appointments. Yeah. 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 Those are the things. And if you need to go to Costco for more wine.
1: Uh, Right. (laughs) And if I need to go to body work and if I need to like take a class, like, you know, there's, yeah, there's really (laughs) very necessary necessary
2: though. Very. You're a busy soccer mom. Yeah. (laughs) She is a soccer mom. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, welcome home. Thank you can you tell
1: us at all about your travels and where you've been and what you did and how you're doing and how you
2: are? Like I'm, I've really been missing you. And did you love Texas? Yeah. Um, Texas is not high on my list of favorite States. <laughs> um, you're going to piss a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. I know it's a hard thing. I know it is, but I'm gonna but honest, going to be honest. It's not. Um, but I was there for four days And while I was there, the weather was amazing. Oh, good. I've never been in Texas during amazing weather. Mm. (laughs) Um, So that has changed my perspective slightly. Um, But yeah, I was out with an artist that I work with and we did a little run of shows together. Um, I helped tour manage their run of shows and it was a crazy bunch and we had a lot of fun and it was a lot of work and I hadn't really done it in that capacity for well over four years Hmm. Hmm. so I was whooped by the end
1: (laughs) and not in like a whooped whooped as in like in love or like whooped as in like
2: like I mean I really do love the whole crew but my butt was whooped (laughs) you were tired I was tired man um and Kat when you were talking about this perspective we walk around with and this filter these lenses we see ourselves through I totally had some moments of that because a lot of you know since I hadn't done this in over four years I've been I've been in the industry but just from my desk you know and I haven't been really out on the road since I was with the last band I was with and um I, yeah I was just a different person four years ago. I had, you know, I've grown a little more. I've, I've gone through some stuff or whatever, you know, and, and, um, I had a couple of contrasts come up, if you will, like the last time I did this, I was, you know, uh, with a group of people that maybe I was more emotionally connected to. So it was harder for me to say no to them or like. You know when one of them rolled their eyes or if anyone complained it was just like i just felt like Mm -hmm. i had to fix everything Mm -hmm. and be the helper to everybody you know and um i feel like i've really grown in that area of my life over the last four years and so getting back into another scenario where you know these these situations can happen again it -hmm. was like a good challenge for me to go like are you gonna fall back into this like okay i'll say yes to everything and like totally overwhelm myself um, and I was really like carrying a lot. I did take on a lot. And it was just we've learned from that, knowing we need to bring other team members out. But I personally and internally didn't take on more than I could handle, you know, and I was able to to kind of go, yes, I need help with that or I just need you just, you know, you guys should just give me 10 minutes so I can finish what I'm doing. And then blah, blah, blah. blah. Like I would not have been able to say that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. four years ago when I was in this position. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and, and also I had these moments where I would, you know, get up in the morning and I'm like, Oh, my hair looks, you know, greasy. I didn't wash it yesterday. Or, what is my clothing, you know, and I had just a couple of moments where I saw myself through this, like, oh my God. And, and I realized if I was walking upon, you know, anyone I come in into interaction with, I don't look at their clothes or their hair and go, (laughs) oh, I'm not going to talk to you. Your hair looks greasy. Like I would never do that to anyone. Why would anyone do that to me? I just look interested Mm -hmm. in getting to know you Mm -hmm. cat or seeing you and, you know, whatever. And I think that that is probably the general mm-hmm. opinion of everybody mm-hmm. else you know towards me so it was easy for me to just kind of like all right Sarah no one's looking at your hair or your mm-hmm. clothes they don't care yeah. they care about you and they like you you're welcome here yeah and so then I was able to just like go on with my day and so it was cool like silly little lessons like really simplistic ones but they're also really big for me like big breakthroughs so huge yeah yeah, those are huge
1: breakthroughs, Sarah. And and I just want to acknowledge that like that sounds like a lot of growth. And yeah. I'm so impressed with you. Like Thanks. consistently impressed with you and your journey and your your willingness and your ability to go like, okay, I'm going to keep taking steps forward into yeah. my most authentic self and to yeah. who is the the best Sarah. And um, it's really inspirational.
2: So thank you and thank yeah. you for sharing that. Thank you. Thanks for asking. I love that you are welcome here. That phrase. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah, because I walk around so much with the I don't belong here, Mm. you know, and so it's like I'm learning. I'm starting to learn a little bit about these like shadow sides. I guess you guys have talked about them before, too. And, you know, it's like we have that. We have these ones that are like, I don't belong. I don't belong. But what if I do? What if I'm welcome? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. I had a moment, uh, Sarah and I were camping
0: with my sister in Indiana this past weekend, and (laughs) I had a moment where I was, like, unpacking things from the trailer, getting them set up, and then repacking in the RV, and there was this giant, um, like, drivable RV that's, like, the size of a semi next to us, and they were parked the other way, so they could see us out their windows, but we couldn't see, and theirs, And I created this whole dialogue every time I would be bent over, like, towards their window, like, picking stuff up or, you know, whatever, (laughs) doing work. In my mind, there was a husband and wife, and they referred to me as Fatty. (laughs) and so i'm telling this because it's so crazy and i unpacked it in in my mind even at that moment but i it it ended up making me laugh because it was so insane but in my (laughs) mind like every time i'd bend over they'd be like oh fatty's back at it again and then i just like (laughs) i was like okay could this be possible that people are that mean like yes like we've all met like college fraternity boys that are just mean like just mean i'm sure there's some good ones but I've never met any. Um, <laughs> so I have experienced just mean people like that. But then I thought like, no, this is like an older couple. They, th- they're they not going to behave like that. And then I was like, well, I must think that about myself. And then I had to like unpack all of that. Of like, okay, I, I am not this, like exactly what Sarah said. I am not this judgmental towards other people. How can I just be more loving to where I am? And I'm no. so it's so hard for me to just be content with where I am, not just with my body, but like in general, like I'm, you know, Enneagram eights are very future thinking people. And, um, I don't know, it's just hard for me just to be like, this is where I'm at and it's okay today. Yeah. Do you
2: guys have issues with that? Mm -hmm. Acceptance. It's acceptance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's like, I think first and foremost, and I'm, I'm, this is probably in some like psychological text somewhere, but it's like, I think that like awareness comes first and yeah. then acceptance comes, you yeah. know? And it's like, for me in this season of life, I'm going to, I'm going to earmark that by saying in the past, like three or four years, um, that, that I have had a lot of new awarenesses. And some of those awarenesses have influenced change. And some of those awarenesses have influenced contentment, you know, Mm -hmm. to just go like, Mm -hmm. I am where I am. Like I, I I am here right now. And it, it just is what it is, you know, and that it's kind of like the, The whole idea of some of the Taoist stuff that I've been reading about is that it's like, okay, it's like, just be content with what is, you know, because whatever it is, is going to change. Right. It's like, it's going to change in some direction or other, that dynamic interplay of opposites that creates energy. It's like change is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and being content with what is, I mean, that's something that's written about in all the sacred texts, including the Bible, you know, I mean, how many times does the apostle Paul say, you know, I I am not what I want to be and I want to be what I am. And why do Mm -hmm. I not do the thing that I want to do? Because I don't do the thing that I want to do because I have a thorn in my side or whatever, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I think that's a I think that's a human a human thing, and I would like to just pat us all on the back for our our awarenesses and our our acceptances. And I'm proud to be on this journey with you guys. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I am too. I you know until you said that about Paul, that I remember people getting very confused by that whole thing of like (laughs) I do the things I don't want to do, blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. And I remember that being sort of fed to me or it seemed to be fed to me, whether it was real or not. Um, as, as if he was doing something unrighteous as compared to what God wanted him to do. And yet when you were saying that, it actually made me think, what if it's, what if, <laughs> okay, I'm doing this in real time. Like Good. I'm just putting this together. I love but it. But what, what if, um, That's really about us authentically living from our true self versus the self we put out there. Like we all have those two sides to ourself Mm -hmm. and what if like living righteously and I don't want to put that in quotes, but, um, you know, what if living righteously or how God wants us to live is living in our true self and not Mm -hmm. putting on all those armors that we always Mm -hmm. talk about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: that's really beautiful. And it reminds me of this thing. Can I share something that I learned recently in a class? Yeah. OK, so um, I'm, I hope that this translates for our listeners. If it doesn't, um, Sarah, you decide it, how good or bad this is. But could you guys each hold up three fingers, a thumb, your first finger and then your middle finger, like kind of like it's almost looks like a letter K. You see that?
2: Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. Okay. So let's imagine we've got our three fingers held in front of us. Let's imagine that there are three planes. One is the plane of where our thumb is. Okay. And so this is like the beginning of who we are. This is like from this moment right here at the base of of all things is like us at conception. Okay. And then us moving toward our most authentic self is moving straight up. You know, it's like... You know, a a lot of humans say that what we're looking for is we're looking for the divine or we're looking for the meaning of life or we're looking for fulfillment or whatever. So whatever that is, is like the most authentic self taking this journey toward whatever is is even higher than than us. Okay. Mm -hmm. and so on that journey, at this juncture right here between the first and second finger trauma happens. So when trauma happens, we take a divergent path up here, like up the index finger. So instead of going like straight up in our truest, most authentic self, our whole lives, we're still moving toward that, that area. But now this trauma has moved us like in an angular direction in such a way that our perspective from the truth has now been altered by, let's just say this is 30 degrees. Okay. Right. Right. Interesting. And so if you put your opposite hand the same way... And you imagine that, like, this is cat, hands number one is cat, and hand number two is moose. Look at the difference between these two perspectives now. Oh, yeah. That's The perspective is not just a 30% differential from the truth, but it's now the 60% yeah. differential from the truth. And so it was really interesting to me how it's like, wow, it's like things that happen to us in our lives Um, sometimes like knock us off of that truest and most authentic self and and then those of us who are making journeys toward healing and our truest most authentic self have to really work to kind of close this gap in between what our perceived reality is and what what our authentic truth is Mm -hmm. and the fact that we have to do that not only for ourselves but then we have to hold space for other people to be on the same journey, like it explains like why sometimes humans don't get along,
0: you know, huh. perspectives are totally different. Wow. Wow. And so much of that is related to our trauma. We make yeah. decisions about the way that we operate and behave to keep us safe mm-hmm. or whatever it is we're seeking.
1: Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we're bad people. Like like trauma, it, it is studied to say that like trauma actually begins in the womb, like the yeah, fetus right. is actually like, we've talked about this before on the podcast that, that, you know, it's like, you know, some in incoming foreign force, you know, like if you go try to like poke a fetus with like a little poker, it's like the fetus is like, like, no, like, I don't, I don't want that. And so trauma begins early on. It, it, it's not... It's not something where it's like, you've done all these terrible wrong things and therefore you are off the
0: path of truth.
1: You know, it's like, that's not <laughs> that's not necessarily true. That's like the demonic cookie monster is what I think that voice was.
0: Oh my God, it is demonic cookie monster. <laughs> and Can I also I want, want your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I want to share something that I feel like is related to what we're talking about. Um, I'm rereading... Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, one of my absolute favorite books. Ooh. Mm. That's a great book. One of the one of the only books I've read as an adult. So, <laughs> it would be my one of my absolute favorites. <laughs> um, but I I feel like um this this idea of creativity keeps coming back up um in my life and um and I was talking to my therapist about what it is that I always say I need when I'm in that zone. And the word that comes up is always space. Hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what I mean by that. I'm not telling the people around me, like, I don't want you, I need space from you. I'm not saying that. And then I really sat with it. And the best way you can describe it is, um, you know, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes, it's, it's that time where you almost can go to that ketamine place where, things feel floaty and you're just like not in your functional brain. You're in your like expansive imaginative brain. Yeah. Like a little bit like sharing some space with your subconscious. Yeah. So maybe that's where that comes from. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it sometimes feels like I am in space, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's just floaty and all of that. Um, But so I, I've been revisiting this Elizabeth Gilbert book um, and there's this, there's this paragraph that I want to share. It talks about this, this poet Rilke, And she's talking about how as creative people, often we um, can lean towards addiction and all these different things. But her Mm -hmm. final note is, is the point that I want to point out. So she says this, I believe that our creativity grows like sidewalk weeds out of the cracks between our pathologies, Mm. not from the pathologies themselves. Wow, Hmm. But so many people think it's the other way around. For this reason, you will often meet artists who deliberately cling to their suffering, their addictions, their fears, their demons. They worry that if they ever let go of all that anguish, their very identities would vanish. Hmm. And then she says, think of Rilke, who famously said, if all my devils are to leave me, I'm afraid my angels will take flight as well.
1: Mm, Wow.
0: And then she goes a little bit more into Roki, but she ends this with one sentence that just really took my breath away. And I had it highlighted from when I read it before. And it just says, people have a strange trust in their devils indeed. Mm. And it got me thinking, you know, and, and, um, and the thing that I've been thinking, and it, it goes back to what I was describing about living in the moment, it's so easy to go, if blank, then I would be okay. Mm. And whatever okay looks like financially, emotionally, mm-hmm. relationally, mm-hmm. Um And yet I think that often it's not about this, this like dreaming and wanting and trying to achieve. I don't, I think that is something we've created as a culture. I think it's more about opening your fists around the things that are beliefs we have about our own lives Mm. or ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I, we talk about that all the time. But I'm learning that is like, I'm trying, I'm such a good soldier. You know, I-, mm-hmm. I say that all the time in therapy. You know, like, I know I could do that, but I'm such a good soldier. So I just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that, that, I think that is um, what capitalism has somewhat created is this idea of like, we have to corporately just keep showing up and keep achieving and all these things. And I'm recognizing like, actually maybe the work is less about grasping onto things and more about letting go Mm. of these ideas we have about ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. I look at the things that I say I hate in my life and that usually means they exhaust me. Mm. It's usually about energy for me. And I, I just look at those and I'm like, where can I find good there? Mm. Because Mm -hmm. it's not changing for some reason even though I'm trying all these things. So how do I love that piece a little bit more? And that Mm -hmm. is so freaking hard.
1: Yeah, that's really, really hard. That's really hard. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic it was a game changer for me, like Mm -hmm. a game changer for me. And one of the things that, that I wish I had not taken from it is this little, every now and then I have a little shame point of like, that might've been like that, that, spirit or that glimpse of creativity, the idea that's like yes. floating in the ether. And yeah, because man. I didn't act on it, it left and it went to somebody else and yeah. now they're going to go write it. the great novel or they're going to go draw the yep. the ultimate drawing or they're going to develop the ultimate business. And it's like, oh, like, and at the man. same time, there, there's something in that that's also a positive motivation where it's like, wait a minute, like maybe I'm thinking about this and, and it's, it's come to me from somewhere else and arguably where that's from. And, and it's like, I can do something with it. Like it's Mm -hmm. here present with me right Mm -hmm. now, you know, and sometimes being able to do something with those things requires letting go of other things. And that, that kind of makes me think of one of the other things i learned in, in this class this weekend is the teacher shared something and I'm going to paraphrase this, but he said, a lot of times we don't change. Because the effects of change do not seem like they're going to outweigh the gratification of what we are currently doing.
0: Oh, totally. Oh, my Mm. gosh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not much different than us being comfy with our demons. Yeah. Yeah, You know, like we, we get into bed and we get under our blanket and we're like, you want to come in here too? You want to come in here too? Because it's (laughs) warm and comfy and yet Mm, they're sucking our blood as we sleep. Wow. That escalated quickly. Yeah. It did escalate quickly. We're now in (laughs) vampirism. (laughs) Yeah. The change, the change in what it requires is never very gratifying in the moment. In the
1: moment, it's not. And it's like for, I don't know about you, but for me, I fantasize it. And what I, what I think about it is I think about it's me less 50 to 70 pounds and my arms are beautifully shaped and people are like what does she do to look that good at her age you know and all of a sudden it's like I'm like the beaming beacon of health and when I talk to people about Chinese five element theory like they can't help but hang on my every word because I have fully embodied health on every level
0: you know and it's like great. (laughs) The beacon of health. Sarah (laughs) please make that part of the title. I'm begging you oh yes okay i okay so let's play this out then what so everyone thinks you're the beacon of health and they hang on to every word yes and then what are you gonna want to keep getting closer to these people <laughs> and closer and closer and closer
1: <laughs> not, not, it's not about me wanting to get closer to people. It's like, I think that like, ultimately I want to help people. I'm a two, I'm a helper. It's like, I want to, I want to help as many people as I can. And I don't want to do that from an unhealthy place. I want to yeah. do that from a place of like, I myself am healthy and you too can be healthy. And I feel like in a lot of ways I'm achieving that. in as far as my mental capacities, it's just like my physical being and making some of those changes. <laughs> (laughs) is just moving on a different timeline than (laughs) than my psyche I
0: guess (laughs) oh my god me too I made Sarah start couch to 5k with me the other day and I'm not kidding I couldn't walk the next day like could not walk and I, I deal with this in therapy all the time where I'm like I can't just like go for a walk. I have to like, you know, <laughs> I need to P90X. Yeah. <laughs> plan. I need to put a marathon on the books so that yeah. I train for it. And then, then I don't, I don't do it because it's just too much, you know? And did you put a
1: marathon on the books? No. Oh, so the couch to 5K is to this like ethereal
0: 5K that's not... Yeah, it's, it's to get your ass off the couch. And, and so like the first run You only run eight minutes, a minute at a time. Well, it's a minute at a time, which listen, when I started running back in 2014, I, I was younger. I may not have been lighter, but I was younger. And, um, I, this body just pounding the pavement is not really what it's looking forward to each day. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And to be honest, we, the couch to 5k lasted one day. I know. (laughs) That's my point. Because we were both like beat for four days. And it's like, it also kind of makes me
1: wonder like, okay, if we know that to be true, then is there a possibility to like shift directions a little bit and go, okay, I'm not going to do couch to 5k today. Today I'm going to get up and I'm going to do four of the movements that Kat taught me about opening up the energetic flows of the body. Like, can we just start there? And then like, maybe do that for a day or two or a week And then it's like, okay, now could we do six movements? And then could we do eight? And it it doesn't have to be about something that I've brought to the table, but it's like, is there something that is achievable that is like making one degree change at a time
0: all of a sudden? I feel like you've been talking to my therapist. She did this whole one degree change over time thing today. No way. Well, and you did this. Like you did that whole thing with your... sausages. (laughs) sausages. <laughs> um, all I want to say is yes, it has to be something that you're passionate about because for me, I'm passionate about riding my bike, mm-hmm. but then I make excuses of why I don't ride my bike. Cause I want somebody to come with me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Oh no, I just need to get on my bike and ride for 30 minutes because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. brings me so much joy. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So are you missing a buddy? Are you missing a bike buddy? Mm. Yeah, you want to come bike with me?
1: I mean, I'll come bike with you. I'm terrified of biking because of my vision, because I just feel like I'm going to like fall all over the place. And I have not wrecked a bike in 10 years, even though I've only gotten onto one like twice. (laughs) At least the, the two times I've gotten on, I haven't fallen. And so, yes, I would love to ride a bike with you. And I bet that there are people listening who would love to ride a bike with you and not require a piece of you to do so.
0: Look, we can do a bike club if everyone agrees to just like... Shut up and bike. Be self-regulated and not needy. I'm okay. down for that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna wreck a bike, this is the bike to wreck. It's an e-bike. Yeah. You would be yeah. riding Sarah's e-bike. And wait, what if I want to come? I've wrecked mine a couple times. Um, but you just feel like
2: a baddie. Come on, a baddie. Come on, baddie. Cat, when I ride the bike, I have to be reminded to relax because (laughs) I white knuckle it (laughs) the whole time. And it's like, Oh, it's actually okay. Mm -hmm. Like put your shoulders down. You can just Mm kind of dangle your hands on the bike Mm -hmm. instead of grabbing with your life force. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, Sarah. And it makes it more enjoyable, but it takes me about 15 minutes to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that helps you feel any better. It does. It helps me feel so much better. And Moose, I may come ride a bike with you and not say a damn word to you. Okay. I'm down for that. Oh, that's fun. And sometimes we'll put headphones in and just Mm -hmm. go for a ride and get on the phone. Exactly. You can just talk on the phone while you're riding. It's great. And...
1: this leads me to another thing that I was going to talk about this week, and it's very brief. Um, and you just gave a beautiful example of it, Moose, is you said, hey, if you're self-regulated and not needy, then I welcome you to come and ride a bike with me. And um, this is something that I I have really learned from my bodywork practitioner. Um, it, it's something that she says a lot, which I think in some ways means I need to hear it a lot, is she reminds me often, you can ask for what you need. Yeah, and a lot of times people are willing to accommodate that. Not a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Every now right. and then you're going to mm-hmm. get somebody who's like, "No, I'm not going to give you what you need, and I'm going to come and be really needy and suck the life out of you, and never get invited back to your bicycle club." You know, but <laughs> <laughs> but oftentimes, I love that we have a
0: bicycle club. Byob, <laughs> <laughs> bring your own bike, Baddie. Hey guys I've got a song for this week Will you allow me My therapist told me about it And I forgot how much this song It's we were talking about Enneagram 4s And how mm. um, How the one thing I love About Enneagram 4s is the, the depth they could go So quickly and we were talking about 4s um, and, and And all of that but um, She was talking about how I kept saying that the in-between is really hard for me Mm -hmm. and she. we were talking about how the in-between is full of mystery and she was like ah you gotta find a song that really means a lot to you um and she said for me it's Van Morrison's Into the Mystic and I went back to um I went back to that song and really listened to it. And I was like, oh, man, we got to share this with our listeners. So I feel like this song sort of encapsulates what we're talking about here today. I love that song.
1: We were born before the
0: wind. Feel free to sing along, guys.
1: Also younger than the sun. Yeah, the bonnie boat was one. As we sail into
2: the mystic
1: oh, I can now hear the singers cry
2: Smell the sea and feel the of the sky uh,
0: Let your soul and spirit fly
1: into the
0: mystic
1: Yeah, come on Woo!
2: When that that foghorn blows blows, I'll be coming home home. Mm. Yeah, when that that foghorn blows blows, I wanna hear it I I don't have to fear it I wanna rock your your gypsy soul soul. Just Just like way back back in the days And yeah, two the, the mystic.
0: More, go to cat and moose Cat
2: and
0: Moose is a BP production.